For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, March 27th, 2021. The economic health of this nation has been more essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline greed in the dollar, for lack of a better word. A late rally on Wall Street, too big to fail. Growing the economy, growing the economy. Good paying jobs. Good paying jobs. This is Money Talks. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon, and here with me today is Casey Smith. Morning, Troy. How you doing, Casey? Couldn't be better. Oh, awesome. Uh, Casey is a managing associate at Hensler Financial in their planning and implementation department. Casey uh, also is a CFP certificate. There you go. Yeah, yeah you, I got that. You just got that down pat. Man, I tell you, I always like to stop and pause just to see if I get some it's praise. The greatness. That's yeah, right. it's, it's I mean, unbelievable. It's radiating. It should it should by now be <laughs> something that that I just take for granted and move on, but oh, yeah, I know. still it's, do it. It's like oh. the What Up Fam. It's just part of the show. It, well, it's become. I smile every time it. you say that. What Thank Up you. Fam? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to be hip like you young guys. That's right. You know. Is it working? Works for me. Oh, okay. Good. I mean, I'm yeah, easy to you please. You notice though, Justin, so. don't say a word. Yeah, well, uh, hey, man, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure you are. Uh, KC also holds the uh, SEPA designation, which is a Certified exit planning advisor. Uh, he can it. help uh, business owners answer the question as to what do I do next? How do I sell, move on, buy the next business, retire, whatever the question might actually be headed toward, and also help you maintain those proceeds after uh, a transition out of your business. Exactly. And, uh, that's, that's, that's that's the most important part, right? That's right. Yeah, it's the proceeds. Um the other voice you hear is Justin Wagner. Justin is uh, an advisor in our 401k division. Uh, what do we call it? Retirement services? Retirement Justin? services. There we go. That's right. All right. So uh, Justin gets the pleasure of talking to a whole lot of 401k participants whom we help advise on a regular basis. And yeah. uh, he gets lots of frontline questions from uh, from those who are doing it the way that most people do and in saving for retirement is through their through their office, through their employer-sponsored right? retirement plan. There we go. Yeah. And and he also, probably one of the biggest pieces of your job, and I know you're, a lot of your time is spent with the participants, but uh, talking to the trustees on the Correct. on the board that actually facilitate those 401ks and it how important is that justin i mean it's, it's extremely awesome, important right? 
Yeah, because they do have some some duties to the employees. They are a fiduciary in the plan. That's absolutely, correct. and uh, you know Hensler can come alongside them. Whether Hensler acts at, at times as the fiduciary on those plans as well, uh, helping make decisions and kind of take the the uh, liability, if you will, off of yeah. the off of the investment uh, selection things like that yeah. within the plan. Right, yeah. making sure that there's good options for those employees so uh very important job prudent options one of the words we always like to focus on yeah everyone wants good options but every plan's different right the makeup of every company is different so we want to make sure what we have is prudent based on your business yeah and and when you say that i mean what what kind of things come into play i can only imagine if it's a a white collar type job it's going to be different than a blue collar type job and probably Um, maybe even the understanding about investments within exactly. the participants. It, it's understanding of investments, but, you know, some people are hyper-focused on low fees. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you gotcha. want a Vanguard lineup. Some people are more focused on alpha outperformance, right? So right. we want to find actively managed funds. Some people care about having, you know, a bunch of different options for folks that may want to play the market in different ways. So every company and every plan is going to be a little bit different. Right. Plan and design, the, too. you got to think about, you know, exactly how, right. how do you need to set up the plan? Are there certain uh, kind of nudges? Is that mm-hmm. the word that you can set up to uh, to automatically enroll people? In exactly. And, 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 like and then also... Every year, automatic escalation to increase saving contributions of 1%. So many different ways you can do plan design these days, which is is great for companies, but it's a lot to to need to navigate. So that's that's where we can really come in to to provide a lot of help. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's always good to highlight those things and and the services at Hensler Financial. And and, uh, Justin, I know you enjoy your job, and uh, we'll probably get to talk a little bit about some of the questions that you get uh, definitely being being an advisor in that role yep. today uh so let's talk a little about the financial markets over the past week i was wrong got to say it i was wrong Didn't happen wow. very you don't often. hear that too much no. do you market was down 0.37% mm. Yeah, I mean, it's but you know just what? bad enough you He's couldn't say wrong. it was flat He's but no i'll take the wrong i mean yeah. how often does it happen you know, I, if if you want to look at my record, I've got to tell you, it's going to be. Do we great. want to start talking record here? It's, it's kind of, I mean, at the end, there it is. At the end of the week, if you're going to Vegas, you'd be happy with Troy's percentage. <laughs> That's that he's right. Running. That's you right. Know, exactly. Got to be well over sixty percent. Oh yeah. If I was in the, if I was in the uh, major league baseball, my batting average would be through the. I mean, what do they say about Mike Trout? Weather forecasters are like right thirty percent of the time. Yeah, well, that's not. I mean, yeah, and still good to keep your job. Yeah, it's not well, bad. It, everything is relative in that's life. That's a good point. All you have to do is look that's at true. the other weather forecaster, <laughs> and he true. was just as wrong as you, right? <laughs> yeah. Troy, Troy will tell you it's easier to predict investment performance over like a a ten year period that's, or a longer period. Yeah, that as is opposed absolutely to, you true. Know, week to week. Yeah, absolutely exactly. true. And yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, we can go back to 1926 with some really good data. And the average performance over a 10-year span is about 10.5%. Within that, what are we looking at now, like mm, almost 100 100 years, years, 95 years, thereabouts? Uh, There's been like two years that hit 10.5%. Every single year, what am I going to say? Oh, somewhere around (laughs) 10.5%. It's like calling a flat week. 
Uh, well, it's true. I mean, calling <laughs> calling the market flat is just. I mean, that's a that's a tough call. It's it's, it's uh, like betting on the the uh, green the zeros on roulette. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. What I would call a, a losing proposition most Double of the zero. time. Just yeah. say the market's going to be up because most of the time it is. Uh, anyway, but uh, you know, is it going to be up ten and a half percent this year? I can almost bet it's not. But given the long term average, yeah, that's where we are. I would say over the next ten years going to be up about 10.5% per year. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. So uh, enough of that uh, silly discussion. Uh, when the market goes down, what do you think happens? Well, utilities rise to the top, as they did this week, up 2.6%. Consumer staples, another one of those that really get bid up uh, when everything else is down, is up 2.3%. Um Healthcare slightly positive, real estate slightly positive, everything else is negative. Financials the worst, down almost two and a half percent on the week. Um, if you take a step a little further back and look at the uh, year-to-date numbers, we're up 4.19 percent on the S&P 500. Energy leading the way up 30.7 percent. Anybody uh, saw that coming? Yeah, we we did. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> after called last it. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was. Uh, you want to talk about reversion to the mean? That's exactly. Uh, easy comps, reversion to the mean, all the rest of those. Financials up fourteen and a half percent year to date. Industrials up nine percent. Way at the bottom. Technology is down point hmm. six seven percent. Want 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 want. Troy, I think you got a typo in your twelve month numbers. It says the S and P is up sixty percent over the last twelve months. Well, think about what the last twelve months are. This past week marked the one-year mark. The bottom. The bottom right. of the market was yep. March 23rd, 2020, uh, when the very same day we got the CARES Act and a major bailout. And we got another one recently. So, um, you know, what are we, three bailouts in? And uh, possibly only more to come. 60%. It's, it's funny you say that because I've gotten so many calls from participants that I'm looking at my account online. It says my one-year performance is up 50%. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's right. Probably. Well, yeah. let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to keep Don't it going too. To yeah. you know, let's, let's just set the expectation. Uh, yeah. Remember what I said: ten yeah. and a half percent. Exactly. Ten and a half percent. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, materials leading the way. Who would have thought that? Eighty percent higher. Energy, seventy-seven point six percent higher. Industrials, sixty-nine. Uh, the whole list is positive. The worst performer is up twenty-eight percent in twelve months, and that's utilities. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they have lag, but uh, consumer staples up 35.5%. I mean, these are these are all good numbers, but if you back it up about, add the three months prior to that, then you get a whole lot different picture. Now, yeah, I don't have exactly. those numbers to talk about, but I can tell you that the market overall fell 30, almost 34% from March, uh, from February 19th to March 23rd, uh, just slightly more than a month in uh, yeah. 2020 and uh you know here's the rebound so you know well that, say, that, that was a that was a one month ride yeah, yeah uh, that was a yeah you don't often see it, that it's like waking up every morning and just getting punched in the stomach <laughs> yeah it, it was uh rough stuff but at the same time the the rebound kind of oh, whips yeah. right. really bad off. Yeah, yeah yeah it was uh, crazy and uh, this is probably something that you tell folks all the time unless you're really close to retirement, you ought to keep most of your money in well, the you equities. Know, most time, the biggest moves up or follow, follow the biggest moves down. That's and true. that's the other thing. Absolutely yeah. true. And that's yeah. why they say you got to 
you want to be invested. Make sure you're there for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. You missed the Stay. 10 best days or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. You can really blow up your returns. Up no doubt. Run. Yeah, the best thing you can do is stay invested. Maybe yeah. use the 10-year rule. We'll girl. talk about Rock that maybe Stick around. Money Talks. We'll be right back. Uh, does the name Betty ring a bell with either one of you? No, it's not somebody from high school you might have known in Betty. some fashion. Betty? Mm, Come can't on. Say. Uh, can't no? say that I it does. I guess not. Okay. Well, you'll know her soon. Betty Rubble? That's... Was that? No, Betty is my Betty mother-in-law's Flintstone, name. Wasn't it? Barney and Betty? Ah, see, now Betty. you got I think me. they were Rubbles. Wilma Flintstone. Wilma Flintstone. Fred and Wilma. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Come on. No. I know my Okay. Well, it wasn't... Cartoons. It wasn't Betty. All right. Rubble. Uh, Betty is the 2021 Cadbury Bunny. Did you know? No. Oh. You know, you've I watched thought, the commercial a lot of times, right? I have. Um, yeah. Well, B- Betty, would you like to make any sort of a guess as to what animal Betty would be? A bunny? <laughs> Come on. You've seen the commercial. It's got a lion and there's, I mean, all kind of animals. I don't know that I've oh. seen Well, let's just talk about who was entered. There was a donkey, a goat. Uh, there were quite a few different entries. Betty, the winner, is an Australian tree frog. Uh, yeah, I can't and, believe we didn't get that one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you were close. I was right? just off. <laughs> she, she hops. That's true. Betty breaks a lot of barriers with her win. Uh, first of all, first female to ever be the Cadbury Bunny. That's a little odd that it took this long, but really they've only been having the contest discrimination for discrimination in action right there. There it is. Betty takes over for none other than a, uh, a coonhound named uh, Carter the coonhound. Not Carter. Cletus. Uh, Cletus. <laughs> a treeing Walker coonhound named Lieutenant Dan. Ah, one even. Yeah, that was going to be my next guess. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, I'm, magic I'm Larry. Sure Did he have right legs? <laughs> was he a two-legged coonhound? <laughs> he was four-legged, I believe. I haven't seen pictures, but I think it was. So Betty, uh, Betty, Betty breaks a few barriers. First amphibian to to make it first, you know, uh, female. Uh, first tree frog, um, and the first. how yeah. in the world do you know that Betty is actually a female? Great question. Yeah, that was my question. I mean, I'm reading through this, and they're talking about all the accolades, the firsts. No, you'd be wrong there. Um, you know, how do you? Come on now, Justin. I'm you're, afraid you're setting us up for something. I do too, here. but I, you know, it's not inappropriate. I'm not sure who's <laughs> listening right now. When, when I say, you know, they, there's. People that actually have jobs sexing chickens. Justin, it's not what you think. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. My mind's going in one direction. <laughs> Determining the gender of a tree frog is actually, you have to look at their ears is probably the best way. Coloration is a little bit different, but uh, you you got to look at their ears. Their ears. Kelly Lynn has got the, the photo. Oh, he didn't even know there they had go. ears. There it is. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Betty's so got if it a has bunny ears, then hat? it's a yeah. female. <laughs> or, um, yeah. Female. Yeah. 
if, 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 if there's furry bunny ears on top of the frog, we know it's a female. It's Betty. They it's won't Betty. Know. I mean, okay. it's got to be Betty. But Perfect. No, they, they've got there can only ears that are, that are only about the size of their eye. The male has ears that are a, a bit larger than their eye. I mean, that's uh, interesting. You know, you got to learn something if you're going to yeah. listen to this show. Like, I'm, well, is this National Geographic or is this? Uh, no, it's a it's a okay. financial. Show. Okay, I was just making sure. It's a show, but I mean, this you is never know when you'll be in a situation when you need to know how to determine the gender of, of a tree frog. tree frog. They are larger as well than the male, and they are heavier than the male. Now, that's oftentimes the case with a lot of. Yeah. The females it, are larger than the males. In this case, it's uh, attributed to their mating ritual. So, uh, Got it. you know, they have to we'll be leave able that to, to the support the weight. imagination. Yeah, they have to be able to support the weight of the male. I'll leave it <laughs> just right there. How about that? One step too well, this, far. This and could now go in a, some <laughs> yeah. interesting right. direction. So let's get back to some finance. How about that? Uh, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Casey has had enough. The best okay. idea you've had yet. Uh, gender identification for a, for a tree frog. In other yeah. news. <laughs> anyway, I, it, it's always fun to talk about the dog of the week. Absolutely. Right. It's the frog of the week. The frog of the week. How about that? Um, so we've got a, a, a situation we wanted to talk about. Adam's been on a, a career fast track in the last few years. He had three promotions at his first job, then took a similar position for a competitor company, for more money, that's that's Good pretty common, him. right? Yep. Yeah, why not cheer him on? Um, he left the second company after two years to uh, return to his first company as an executive, but after a year, the company reorganized, and now he is on to a third company, fourth job. Uh, while Adam's salary has grown, he's uh, continuously saved to his 401k. Smart idea. Good man. Justin likes uh, to hear that. I do. Yeah, uh, he has three now he has to keep track of uh but he wants to know his best course of action to consolidate and make his retirement saving easier so um you know what i'm assuming is he's got 401ks probably got money with the first company Mm -hmm. and his second stint at the first company as well as the second company and now he's got a third the third's obviously going to be active and Mm -hmm. he he continues to save to that 401k i would imagine but what does he do with the other two? You know, this is not uncommon. People often move around jobs right. quite a bit, and a lot of people don't realize you have money in a 401k. You have options with that money. Right. Okay. Well, sometimes. Right. Well, yes, but most of the time you you have several options. Sure. Okay. Um, I always tell participants you have four options, one of which I would never recommend. So option one, you can always leave the money in that plan. Okay. Right. Now, there are circumstances. If you have less than $1,000 in the plan, the plan can force the money out and send you a check. Right. Okay. If there's a th- between 1000 and $500, they can send it to an IRA. All right. Okay. If you have more than 5000 the company cannot force you out. And, and these are conversations that the company trustees often have because they like to clean up their roles. Exactly. If they because, can. I mean, there are fees involved for having terminated participants in the plan. Look. Even if you're no longer employed there, you're still legally a participant in the plan. But if you have over $5,000 in the plan, the company cannot force you out of the plan. By law. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, 
obviously he could leave the money there. That's he could. Option yep, that's one. option one. And, you know, maybe that fits for, for uh, you know, an individual like Adam where, you know, his money is, is kind of in a 401k plan. You still have similar options that you've mm-hmm. always had, I would right. assume. Um, but they're always going to be mutual funds. Some have some ETFs, ETFs, yeah. but mostly mutual funds. It's so, important to pay attention to fees. You know, fees in different and in, in all plans are different based on plan size, based on participants, based on the funds in them. So, you know, I will often sit down with a participant and say, hey, let's look at where the money is now. And let's look at your current plan. Uh, we'll lay out what all the funds are, what what the fees are, and then you can make a decision about what's the best move for you. I just want to give you the information. Sure. So the option two would be to, to roll it into his current, his plan. current plan. If your company offers a 401k, which in his case it does. Yeah. So option two is roll it into current 401k. Option three, you can always roll it to an IRA. Yeah. Okay. And again, these are... These are tax-free moves. If you're going from a 401k to another 401k or an IRA that are pre-tax to pre-tax, you don't pay any taxes. You still got to be careful, though, right? Yes. You always have to be careful because there are certain circumstances. If you get a check and if you hold it for more than 60 days and you don't deposit it, it becomes taxable. And not only taxable... There There's can be penalties penalty. if you're under 59 and a half. Now, usually That's you can exactly you right. can request a direct rollover. You can. And they can send a check to your address. Some companies makes... won't even allow a direct rollover, though. Really? They will have to send you the check. Okay. And then well, you have to send it into the plan. And we've seen instances where a company will send the, the check made payable to an IRA custodian like Charles correct. Schwab or what have you. And they'll send it to the to the participant's yep. address. Is that a direct rollover or is that an indirect? If it's made payable to the custodian of the IRA. It, it's still a direct rollover, but it's going to the participant first. Right. And they then, again, they have to deposit that within, within 60 days. Right. Okay. The timeline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you don't tell them that it's going to a custodian, don't they have to withhold tax on you? Twenty percent by law. Mm-hmm. So if you just tell them, "Hey, send me the money," they're going to keep your tax. Correct. You're going to get hit with state tax. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably you can, hit a, you can hit with a penalty if you're under age fifty nine mm-hmm. and a half because we use fifty nine and a half as tech, early retirement, right? right? So if you're under fifty nine and a half, you could be paying thirty plus percent in taxes and fees right off the top, which is why option four is cashing out, which I never recommend. Yeah. yeah. Well, who would uh, who would tell you to take all your Correct. life savings for a time. Go retirement. ahead and take it. Now, there's yeah. benefits to keeping it potentially inside of the 401k wrapper versus rolling it to an IRA and vice versa. You know, there's pros and cons to each selection. And, and, and again, as I always say and have said in the past, plan design. Yeah. Right. Some plans will allow for certain things that others won't. It's all based on plan design. So yeah. I, I never want to give a blanket statement yeah. for anything because you really can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you talk about an IRA, though, the world's your oyster, is it not? I mean, and today with no fees for trading. Right. You can pretty much invest in anything in an IRA. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you, you a lot more flexibility in right. the IRA, um, for sure. And yeah. Exchange traded funds, individual stocks. The problem with that, though, gets a little bit chippy, right? Because if you aren't well-versed in investments... Then and as we've seen over the last year, a lot of people have become amateur day traders. Yeah. You know, which, and by the way, I'm hopefully I'm, not in there. We're IRA. so glad to see people getting involved with investing. But when you open up your own accounts, you start doing things on your own. 
you realize you can make some mistakes. Yeah, no question. Yeah. So uh, as somebody who invested in GameStop recently, mm-hmm. you made a, might have made a bunch, but yeah, a couple hopefully of days. I'm not easy asking easy you go. about that. Yeah. Casey. No. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. Forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talk. Money talk is on the air. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith and Justin Wagner, and we've been talking a little bit about uh, what to do with your 401k uh, when you run into the circumstance where you might have left a job and left your 401k behind. Uh, you do have options, um, as we've talked about, but if you have questions, whether it be about your 401k, financial planning, uh, asset management, any of those things, you can give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to answer your question on the air. The way you get in touch with us is through our question hotline. Uh, the number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call in, you'll get our answering machine. Uh, at the beep, you'll leave us a message, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it, or you can call and talk to a human being. If you want to do that, uh, you can call us at 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She will direct you uh, to, uh, you will be directed to her. She will get your question, get it to us, and we'll answer it on the air. You can also reach us. At, uh, probably the more popular option is via email, and our email address is Dr. Jean at Hensler.com, spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. You can also go to our website if you're more of a do-it-yourselfer and like to uh, do your own research. You can find lots and lots of uh, interesting information. It's interesting to me, interesting to you too, right, Casey? If you're listening to our show, I would assume it's interesting to you. Uh, You could probably also... Go Unless on you're there. tuning in just for the frog stories. Well, I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, it's yeah. never the same week to week. Yeah, right. you know, we'll last have to year keep people guessing. Last year this time it would have been a, a treeing Walker coonhound, but uh, yeah, that's you true. Know, uh, this time, uh, never know. It's it's tree frog, Australian, of course. And how do you know she's Australian? I wonder that. The accent, know. obviously. <laughs> it's gotta be, uh, gotta be. All right, so. Uh, there you have it, Hensler.com, if you want to go and do some research. You can probably also find our three ugly mugs if you want driving down the road and wonder just what kind of people are on radio. The three bearded men, my picture's not going to have a beard, but uh, I do have a mustache on Neither would, Neither would mine. So, yeah, so mine probably would. There you go. That's but all okay. three of us are bearded at the moment. So right. uh, yep. how about that? Full, that fully out. clothed <laughs> with a beard, I mean. That's right. Yeah, Justin, don't want to just tell me. Justin's I'm, leaving I'm that just gonna, his, his eyes get real big when I I'm say certain things. I'm just going to step back He's from like, that one, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you don't best, have any fun in life. That's for hey, everybody. It's all you. So let's uh, talk some more about 401Ks. <laughs> How about that? You can do that, right? That's, I can handle that. All right. Uh, when we last spoke, um, one of the things that we, that we think that's worthy of note is um, 
if you roll your 401k out of your employer's plan and don't roll it into your current, the the ex-employer, and don't roll it into your current employer, instead you roll it into an IRA, it does bring up a situation. I mean, you can, can you roll it in kind, Justin? Meaning that, so the funds that you hold when you have the 401k, can remain intact and go into your IRA, or no. does it have to come in? Every a time a money leaves a 401k or any other retirement plan, it comes out as cash. Okay. So, so you will be starting over, period. Right. And that's important to, to keep in mind, too. And the way we kind of approach that, you know, if we're rolling it to an IRA, say, uh, obviously, we look at the financial planning. Where does the where is the are there any liquidity needs? And the 10-year rule applies, and we can get into that a little bit. But we want to try to keep the allocation basically as it was before, you know, unless, if, it, if it was proper before, if it was proper, right. exactly. Yeah. So we would look to make sure if it, if it was proper, but whatever portion was in stocks, we want to put back in stocks, whatever portion was in fixed income or bonds. We want to keep it that way, assuming that that is the proper allocation. Well, you know, it, it brings up another question with the market at an all time high. Yeah. You know, when you move money from a 401k to an IRA, you're sitting in cash. Yeah. Right. So yep. here we are sitting on a ton of cash and the market's at an all time high. That puts a lot of pressure on us as advisors to yeah. make a decision on what, are we going to wait? Are we going to do we throw it all in at once? Do we wait? And that's when dollar cost averaging can make a lot of sense. As well, well. I, my argument would be if you were in equities and bonds Beforehand. already, I, I don't know why it would hurt you at all to go ahead and, and get your allocation, allocation right back and mm-hmm. and not dollar cost average, especially if you're following your long term plan, which would call for you to be mostly in the market. You know, most of the time, unless you are nearing retirement. And I think uh, thinking of it that way probably makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, what you could do is look at the funds that you own before you roll it out and figure out the percentages of the total uh, equities, yeah. bonds, cash. Well, right. I mean, you could even go right back into the same funds, funds if you, you wanted to use the mutual funds. Yeah. You could also use a similar strategy with exchange-traded funds, which are going to have lower fees mm-hmm. and probably no cost to purchase, right. whereas mutual funds these days still have costs associated with the transaction often. Uh, so I'm really glad that you bring that up because a lot of folks will say, okay, I'm going to roll money out of the plan. I want to be in these same, fu- same funds, but I'm going to have my advisor manage these funds. You don't want to pay two people fees because you have right. management fees within the mutual fund and you're going to pay an advisor however much to manage those funds. Right. That's why we recommend if you're going to have a professional like KC manage the funds, we want to own ETFs or we want to own individual equities. Right. Yeah. There, there are no fees to own a stock. Exactly. And these days with no transaction fees on top of that, uh, you know, it's the most efficient time ever. Yeah, you stocks. do take some active risk, meaning that you're not, uh, you've got a stock picker working for you instead of right. just going passive and just owning the S&P 500, for instance. But you can still get, uh, you know, really close um, to the same performance. And in the future, if it were a taxable account, I mean, there's a whole other level exactly. of arguments there yep. where you can manage the taxation of those uh, returns. So, Much more efficient. you know, with an IRA, if you rolled over from your 401k into an IRA, I think you still have to be very mindful of what am I going to buy? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably the hardest decision, right? Yeah. 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 And you got to you got to take those timing considerations because it's very tempting to do what we're talking about and say, all right, I've now got all this cash. I'm starting over. The market's at an all-time high. Maybe I should 
kind of spread it out dollar cost average. And, you know, you may or may not be better off by doing that. Our thought process is, you know, that's 10 year money. You're not going to touch mm-hmm. that money. If you're going into equities, it's not going to be money that you're going to need for the next 10 years. So right. if the market's going to be higher in 10 years than it is today, then you're better off to just put it in and, and ride the wave. Yep. Right. Uh, Casey, you brought up something good before the break. Um, GameStop. So, oh, yeah. I so teased that, didn't I? Y- you did, and and I know you were probably, jo- I hope you were joking about was, maybe it teasing, being you. literally. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for just so, teasing. But I, I'm glad to hear that you didn't dive in on some GameStop. It, it brings up a good point, though, because, you know, to, if you are going to take the money out of your retirement plan, I mean, this is supposed to be your nest egg for right. retirement. This is investing. It's not gambling. It's not gambling, right. which right. is what, you know, the GameStop scenario was about. And, and right. I'm sure there's people that made a lot of money doing that, but there's also the, the other the stories that you don't hear is the people that got in at $400 a share. That's what's so funny. You always to, hear about people's, people's yeah. winners, but yeah. you never Well, you never go losers. to a cocktail party and brag right. on what a fool you are. Yeah. Right. I mean, who wants to do that? I mean, unless I mean, you're me. I like self-deprecating. <laughs> that's just me. So. Well, I mean, it's one thing. I, if if I were going to do it, I think I would talk about how I mashed my thumb with a hammer or something. Not so much how I screwed up my portfolio. Or how you yeah, pulled your hamstring in your sleep somehow. <laughs> that never happens, does it? <laughs> I don't know, Casey. Yeah. Uh, now, that is a story that really did happen. It wasn't a hamstring. I think well, I twisted my ankle. Oh, excuse me. Back to investing again. Uh, I think... Uh, what what the the point that should be made is you can't be uh, you can't fall to the behavioral biases that all of us as human beings have. Mm-hmm. Even as an institutional investor, it's really easy to look and say, man, this thing has just performed like crazy lately. You have to stop and consider the fundamentals and the price relative to those fundamentals. And and while you know you could still buy. Uh, all 500 of the S&P 500 cheaper than you could the ETF. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot more to manage. So, right. you know, most most investors don't do that. But I mean, that might be an argument for some people actually keeping the funds inside of the 401k, not rolling it to the IRA, because it's, it's at least the perception is that it's a lot harder to, you know, change your investments around. Plus, you're, you, you're getting some automatic diversification if you're buying funds as opposed to individual stocks. Yeah, you're buying a portfolio, you're not just portfolio. And you're also stock. limited to only 30 different positions. You know, when right. you have the world at your fingertips, that's great, but it can cause paralysis by analysis, right? Yeah. That's true. So that's true. Having Unless you have a professional advisor or you have exactly. you know, a good amount of experience and know what you're doing from an investment standpoint, mm-hmm. probably might be a better idea to just keep it in the plan. But yeah. if you have a professional right. advisor, I mean, part of our job, what I feel like is the biggest value add is we protect people from their own behavioral biases. You're allowed to be emotional about your own money, but right. we're not allowed to be emotional yeah, about it, right. and that's kind of what sets us. Right, and and I would say, you know, there's a lot of folks that will argue for passive investment these days, like buy the S&P 500 and you're good. Right. Well, what if you want some exposure to international emerging markets, uh, you know, various uh, value versus growth? I mean, we talk about this all the time. You these what if you can't handle the swings that come with owning an entire index? Let right. me ask you something you can buy the s&p 500 passive right you get the perfect portfolio and all that can you get somebody that will allocate to the different portions is there a passive way to do that i got an answer for you absolutely not who are you going to use for that there is no uh allocation that's going to get you just the absolute passive allocation where you're well diversified among other assets. All right, well, um 
that's uh, that was just my two cents. I uh, I want to make sure that people understand. Yeah, you can buy the S and P 500, but when you start adding other asset classes into it, it's really hard to find just how much emerging markets. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well stick around. We got another segment. We'll be right back. For listening to Money Talks. Life can turn on a dime. Know where your dimes are. This is Money Talks. We're back. Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon with Casey Smith and Justin Wagner. And we've been talking about 401ks and how to roll them over from uh, previous employers and whether or not you should roll them over and various other things. If you're just tuning in, you're going to have to go to our website and figure this one out. But uh, you can do that, Hensler.com, spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. I'll do it kind of backwards this time. Uh, that's the way you can listen to our uh, our radio show uh, kind of in podcast form. You can also email us if you prefer. Uh, our email address is drgene@hensler.com, spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, or you can call us, 770-429-9166 is our number to the office. If uh, you had questions for uh, Justin for a 401k or if you're a company um, HR, uh, I guess, uh, manager, then you could uh, call Hensler Financial and, and uh, Justin could help you figure out some of the company benefits through your uh, 401k. Uh, you could also reach... KC at the same number, and KC can help you with all kind of things, whether it be financial planning, exit planning for your business, um, you know, trying to uh, help you maximize profitability, maximize valuation in a business, uh, lots and lots of ways that uh, Hensler Financial can help you. That number again, 770-429-9166. If you just want to get a question answered on the air, probably our best way is call the question hotline. Number there, one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call in, you'll get our message, our recorded message at the beep. You will uh, leave us your recorded message, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. So uh, there you have it, all the different ways you can get in touch with Hensler Financial. Um, guys, we've been talking about this 401k thing, but we do have a question from Tom and Melissa who says... Uh, uh, why are interest rates going up if the Fed isn't doing anything? The Fed clearly said last week they're not raising interest rates, so why are we seeing interest rates climb? Uh, there is a difference between the Fed's policy rate and the market rate. Uh, what we're seeing right now, uh, there are no numbers at all that are showing us that inflation is rising. Unless you go to the gas pump. I was about to say. Mm -hmm. Or the grocery store. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. Or try to buy some lumber. I even heard earlier today that, uh, you know, they're projecting that we might see $3 a gallon gas before the end of summer. because, really? Especially because so much pent-up demand and people are going to go on vacation Traveling. this year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, if you look at the official numbers, we went from 1.4% on the CPI, Consumer Price Index, uh, to one7 uh, in February, um, 
the Fed's new target is the same as their old target. It's 2%, but they use it differently now. Instead of just getting to that 2% and then the Fed decides to take action, they have told us that they have a new policy, and it is a longer-term average. So just because it pops above 2%, the Fed's probably going to sit tight. Mm -hmm. The thing the Fed is trying to do is the same thing they always do. They want stable prices in the economy, which does speak to inflation, but the other thing is full employment. Now, we've got unemployment that's still above 6%. We've got underemployment that's still above 8%, where it had spiked to 11 at one point. Um, And we also have labor force participation, meaning that not as many people as really want to be in the labor force are actually out seeking jobs. Uh, And that's down by about 2% relative to early last year. So until we see, uh, I think, employment get back, to near what the Fed considers full employment, and that's kind of a debatable question. It used to be considered 5%. January of 2020, we had uh, unemployment at 3.5%, and it wasn't causing inflation. Usually, full employment, when you go beyond full employment, you start seeing wage increases, wage inflation. Yeah. And uh, 3.5% didn't actually get us there. So until we get the numbers like that, we probably aren't really officially seeing any sort of inflation. However, what is driving the interest rates higher right now? Supply and demand, right? It's supply and demand, which drives inflation, but it's really fear of that inflation. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing prices higher in certain ways, but if you think about where we're seeing it, food prices are up about 4%. Um, you know, energy back during the pandemic, in the the beginning of the pandemic, we could buy gasoline for less than two bucks a gallon. Mm-hmm. It's now over 260. I think I paid this past week for you know my tank of gas. So I don't really buy a tank of gas. My thirty dollars worth because I for a dollar cost average is gas. I, I, <laughs> I was going to ask you, you still do. did that? I do. Yeah. I, I thought about you the years, other day. I was at the pump. I was like, I wonder if I should just get a set amount every week, like Troy. Yeah, I, what I'll recommend is start with a value Not that a actually idea. gets you to at least half a tank. Because, you know, in times that are where the price is lower, you're going to buy more. You don't want to buy too little. Yeah. You want to make sure you set your dollar amount. So what are you doing? You're lowering your average cost per gallon, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and only this only works if you deal with a commodity that fluctuates in price. Now, some would say gas just goes up. Well, it doesn't. I mean, you can see over the past year, we've seen Mm -hmm. gas prices. Even over the last six years, only what, 15, 16, when... Gas yeah. fell through the roof. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So you know, there's there's times you you want to make sure that you don't have to stop at every corner to buy mm-hmm. gas, and you also don't want to. Or you can do what I do. Wait till you get the little red light that comes on and, and says you're out you of gas, and then or wait until like some filler up. zero miles wait, wait till, till empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I will tell you How that far can often I, can I drive my car? Yeah, I often no my gas. light comes on, but I still just put thirty dollars in my truck. So. uh you know, you can find a price that I just buy $30 every time I stop. So have you gas. had to adjust that over, over I have, yeah, because I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. I started with 10 bucks a, a fill-up. Yeah. And then I went to 20 uh, And then, you know, in 2008, when gas price, when di- uh, not diesel, but uh, energy prices, crude oil prices went to over $140 a barrel. Yeah. Uh, my my 30. 20 had to get kicked up to 30 yeah. just so I could get more than a quarter of a tank. Right. Uh, so, you know, nowadays I'm still, I stuck at 30. If I ever have to go up, I just stick right there. So, yeah. You know, doing this talking about interest rates, uh, have we seen fixed income 
bump up at all for a lot of our you know retired clients who have fixed? I mean, have we seen no. bond yields? It's like gas prices. It's, I mean, you know, it, the the price of oil goes up. The price at the pump goes up immediately, whereas right. pr- price yeah. of oil goes down. The pr- price at the pump stays, stays the same. The same. It, for a while. It, right. floats. Yeah. it floats. It floats slowly down, down slowly, but it spikes but, yeah. higher. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I can tell you is since July of last year, so starting in August 1st, we've seen the 10-year uh, the 10-year Treasury go up by 1.09%. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot. We're at 1.6 right now, a little over 1.6. Mm-hmm. Um that's a but huge the move. speed That's, at yeah, which it got it there it. Yeah. was was which, ridiculous. Which is unsettling. Well, eventually, you know right. that that should that should help bondholders in the long run. Long run, I mean, right. you, correct. As as things kind of reset right. and they're able to reinvest at higher yields, but mm-hmm. in the short run, you know, all the the interest rate spikes cause the price of those bonds, the value of the bonds, to fall. And that's where you can get hurt if you need to access, turn your bond into cash or your bond fund into cash. So uh, let's let's flesh that out a little yeah. bit. I can buy a 10-year treasury for 1.6%. What did I just say inflation was? 1.7%. Right. I have locked in yeah. a real loss. Uh, uh, right. Yep, exactly. And you're losing money. Who yeah. wants to go out 10 years under these circumstances, exactly. when people don't realize too that the you know the Fed rate, I mean, they're really controlling the overnight lending rate. They are. It's the, the, short the shortest term, term and they, right. that's what, so they control kind of the short end of the curve. But Let's the longer end of the that. curve is is really based on you know supply and demand, which is ultimately the expectations of interest rates or, or yeah. inflation or whatever. So here's the thing. The Fed is not just sitting on their hands doing nothing. They did not increase the rate, but right. they are spending $120 billion a month yeah. mm-hmm. on low or short-term interest rates. The short term from one month out to two years has hardly moved. In fact, if it moved at all, the two years up 2.9, yeah. 0.2.9. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean it's hardly moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one month is down seven point six basis points, point zero seven six percent. So you know the Fed's actions you can see from the one month to the two year, and really you don't see it anywhere else. So Fed's not just sitting there. What you see in the market is uh, inflation due to fear of in. Uh, Rising prices due to fear of inflation. Guys, up or down, market? Up. Up. Come on. You know me, I'm saying up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.